Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu. Hi everyone, this is Main Menu for the 6th of May, 2016. I am your co-host, Jason Castanguay. There are a plethora of apps in the iOS and Android app stores for voice chat, text chat, photos, and maybe even more that I'm not thinking of at the moment. But one that has been gaining a lot of popularity is called Roger. It is very simple in design and provides easy access to the contacts so that you can get conversations going quickly. Randy and I have been using it for quite some time, and the thing that we love about it in particular is that the audio quality is very clear. We thought it would be great to interview the Roger development team, and so our guests on the show today are Ricardo and Ushu. Not only do we learn about the app, but we learn about what brought it into being and the ideas and principles behind it. One thing we discovered uh, is that there is no turning back once you hit that record button. You better finish what you started, whether it's good or bad. (laughs) I have discovered sometimes that uh, I get recording and I didn't mean to, so we have a joke going now where we say, oh, there go three seconds of my life. In this interview, you'll find out why they designed it that way. We have been on the beta team of Roger for quite some time now. It has been neat to see it evolve and see the tweaks that come along with each upgrade. There have been changes to the app since the interview was recorded. For example, you can now rewind while listening. They use the magic tap to play pause while listening and stop recording when you have started recording. They're very responsive to feedback and always making sure they're keeping it accessible. And now we bring you to the interview with Ricardo and Ushu. Hello, Randy. Hey, Ricardo. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. And how are you today? Good. And we've got Jason at the other end. Hi, Jason. Hi, Ricardo. Nice to uh, be speaking with you in person. Almost. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> it's kind of kind of different one-on-one than it is talking through Roger. First, I'd like to say what a pleasure it is welcoming Ushu and Ricardo, the uh, people that have worked on the Roger app. Ushu, welcome to Main Menu. Oh, and, hi, guys. This is Ushu from the Roger team. And, and Ricardo here as well. These guys have put together an amazing application. And I want to say, first and foremost, what a pleasure it is being on their beta team. Uh, These guys have gone way out of their way to make voiceover accessible to us on the app. Um, One quick story, and then (laughs) then we'll let them talk. I remember when I joined the beta team, and there was there's a uh, there's a place where you can enter into a conversation with the team, and I thought, you know, these guys will get back to me in you know a day or two. I'd say three or four minutes. I got a message from Ricardo. saying that he was going to put me on the beta team and some of the things that he was working on. And I went, huh? How could could that happen this quickly? Ricardo, thank you for being such a responsive member of the team. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we do get a lot of 
feedback as well as a sort of motivation and um, and all sorts of other things you know when we when we talk to our users so it's obviously something that I try to to always make time to uh, to respond you know in fact uh, that was a privilege I had for myself and uh, as the team started noticing because I started telling all these stories of how I was talking to people and so they basically demanded that we would uh, sh share that with them and that's why now a lot of other people are also talking to uh, you know to people in, in close to real time. Ushu, yeah. let's start with you and uh, you are the PR person. Um, is that correct? And, and as a PR person, what actually do you do? I know you write stories and send emails and <laughs> and talk to me. <laughs> so what other things do you do there? Okay, so um, what I do in the team is I manage the community. So basically, you're um, a beta tester for us. So I manage the community, um, gathering their feedback and stuff. Also managing our marketing efforts as well to brand Roger so that many of our users who... Uh, have a need for Roger, like instance to communicate with their loved ones or just have an easy way to um, stay in touch with the people that they want to can get to know us better and sometimes you know you might might feel like that you're already comfortable with you know, the current way that you're communicating but when you actually find a better way like for instance um, Roger or like you know using your voice then yeah that's a way of staying in touch so yeah just basically getting our name out there and also we are very into um, getting feedback from our community as well because we believe in creating features that really truly benefit these people our users so yeah it's kind of like a two-way thing so getting our name out there to get feedback from our users at the same time so we can improve the experience so that's what I try to do for the team and for our users. Now, being that you're managing the community, any idea? Can you give me a ballpark figure for um, how many are on the community? How many are on board right now, would you say? We do have many users, but in terms of those who have been testing for us, the numbers have been growing. So right now, I'll say like a few hundreds have been um, already joining us and quite a few are active in terms of speaking with us um, daily and giving us feedback. I just wanted to say that I am now in touch with a friend and uh, we actually Randy and I share this friend too but um, he's on the Android platform did you originally have the idea to make sure that Roger was available on both platforms or did Android come a little bit later when you realized how many people were coming on board we always plan to have the Android version and in fact when we first started out Roger you know a version that is a uh, uh, way back in the past and very different from what you know today, you know, we have an Android version as well. Um, it's just that at, at one point, you know, when you're developing an app, you have to sort of prioritize one of them. Whether it's iOS or Android is a separate discussion, but, you know, but you need to kind of focus on getting one of them first. And, uh, yes. and that's why we, in the, you know, and in our case, we went with iOS first, you know, but the idea was always to, to bring the Android version as well to a, you know, to a place where it could actually be, be used and useful to people. Great. What is Roger, Ricardo? How did you come across this wonderful idea with this, you know, basically quick talk back and forth idea? Give us an idea on the story behind it. Were you the uh, one of the co-founders, I am assuming, along with, with Blixt? Or how did it all come about? That's true. So Blixt and, uh, and myself were the co-founders of, of Roger. And, and it started because... Um, so I don't know. I don't know if you know this about about our background, but both Blix and I were at Spotify for a very long time. Uh, so the music app. When we came to the U.S., we came to launch Spotify here, and so that mean that means I have been living far away from my family for a long time. 
Uh, and uh, throughout all of it, actually, I was I was going around the world launching Spotify. I would I would spend a lot of time overseas, and uh, I noticed I just basically stopped talking to my family. And um, I would still see their status updates on Facebook or you know or Instagram or Twitter. This the, all these apps, but I kind of missed just hearing their voice and talking to them in a very unrehearsed kind of way. Yeah, if you if you know what I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. also. Social media is very curated. We always, you know, edit what we what we do and we, we erase and, and all of that, and that's fine. But I, but I feel like I felt I missed having like a real connection with uh, with my friends and family, uh, the closest one. So that's kind of where Roger came from. Uh, and there's this episode where I was actually trying to to text a friend of mine while walking in the streets of New York and I bumped into a pole uh, and, that's, <laughs> that, and that's a real and that's a real story right that was the initial I, I, I the, the reason why I had the idea of like hey I should just be talking and um, and but then I realized that well there's a particular reason why this person uh, that friend of mine uh, his name is Daniel I wanted to talk to him as opposed to text uh, as, uh, as text him so so that's kind of what we started out. We started saying, hey, how do we make an app that basically leads people to talk again? Um, we, we live in a world where we're very focused on text, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and even there's, of, of course, there's diction, right? You know, you can talk to Siri and Siri will translate into text. But I just felt the need of actually getting my voice across, if you, if you, under, if you get that. I sure do. I want to let you in on a little secret. I know no one else is listening to us. Um, so my secret <laughs> is I've bumped into a pole or two a time myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I just, you know that actually in the, there's a controversial bill now. In, in Apparently in New Jersey, a senator is trying to push a law that will uh, uh, actually make it illegal to, to text and walk. Wow. You know, uh, how would that translate? Because the way that I use dictation in Siri to create a text, I do that more than I actually type. And I, I certainly can type or enter text on the phone or use a keyboard or whatever it is, whatever I have to do. But dictation has come such a long way that I actually use dictation. So what would the difference be between dictating in a, a public area and and talking, I I really don't see the difference. Do you? Let me give you an example. So, for instance, there's a, a lot of people ask me about okay, why why would you you know one one use Roger as opposed to to use something like like WhatsApp or or something of the sorts which would have a microphone or or for the matter we can throw diction into it. And the thing is, the way I see it is that these these are all. Uh, you know, both WhatsApp as an app itself, or or um, or Foxer, or, or a bunch of others, as well as uh, as diction. Our technology is built around text, uh, around you know, it's a their platform for text, and then we come up with ways to okay, what if I can't type right now um, because you know because of whatever the situation is, should I instead like have a, either a computer translated into text, or in the case of WhatsApp, still put voice in the interface that is built for for text, uh, and the thing is. I find that those conversations go revert to text very easily, and uh, and and you know there is definitely things we lose when we move away from voice. Um, you know, for instance, uh, there's uh, actually I remember I think it's actually your friend uh, Carrie Schaefer, right? Right. So, for instance, one time she was telling me that one thing. Uh, you know, I was talking with her actually, and I was uh, in in New York, so I was moving around the subway, and she told me from the background noise, you know, oh, I can tell you're busy going around. Um, and and she told me later that well 
specifically in her case as a as a blind person uh, she got a lot from these background noises you know all this sense of context and what uh, you know your surroundings right uh, and I think that that's one thing that I learned to treasure as well when I talk, I'm talking to or I'm listening in this case to my mom and there's all this sort of noise in the background as well as their tone of voice and all these kind of things that I feel like we lose with text or when we translate into into text mm-hmm. uh, you know and those are things that I actually missed from um, or I, actually I didn't realize I missed until I actually started listening to them if you, if you understand me and and one of the, I was going to say and, and you brought it up uh, before I could get to it which is great uh, because it gives me a great way to lead into this but the the tone of voice is, is I think really important as well because you're not having to rely on the words alone and then guessing what that meant and so you get the you get the expressiveness along with you know with the words in the voice that make things clearer mm-hmm Correct. And the thing is, the sort of interesting thing for us to sort of just, uh, you know, to kind of wander off in our minds and start thinking about is that there's, there was a reason why at some point we started being more focused on text when it comes to, to, to technology, specifically mobile technology. Um, and for the most part, voice has been something that has been hard to understand from, uh, from a technology point of view. You know, text can be indexed, you can search for it, you can, you can do multiple things with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're actually entering a, a phase where, where technology is now good enough that you can do very similar things with, with audio. Uh, for instance, I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, Baidu, which is uh, China's biggest, um, uh, you know, it's the, the Chinese Google, basically. They, mm-hmm. They've been making some experiments where they got an algorithm to understand, um, uh, you know, spoken Chinese and, you know, translate it into text better than a human can. Uh, you know, in their tests, and so what they what basically what this means is that we're starting to be able to do things with voice that were that we weren't capable of before. So I also think that as you look at things like the Echo and 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 a bunch of other platforms, you know, including Siri and stuff that translates voice into text, it's kind of a good time right now to explore you know explore using our voices again. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. Now I would like Jason to tell a story. Uh, first of all, um, <laughs> there's a there's a portion in beta that Jason and I are looking at with your uh, your latest beta, and it's really really cool. It's it the voiceover calls it a, a voice bubble, and when you activate that, it mm-hmm. lets one know uh, how many minutes one has talked actively on Roger with a certain person through the start of Roger. So uh, Jason and I were doing some calculating. Uh, well, it wasn't very hard to calculate because it's right there in front of you, but Jason and I have talked together discussing main menu, discussing other shows, discussing you know our, our lives and, and trials and tribulations, and, to, and we even talk about you guys once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and we have talked... We've talked more since then, but I looked at it and I went, we have talked a total with each other for 35 hours. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a lot of time, man. <laughs> That's a lot of time. And so you can tell we're really proactive on Roger. I was amazed. I thought, well, this is how long I've been on Roger. And then uh, Ushu just told me. Uh, yesterday, and I was listening to her message this morning. No, that's that's in one conversation. So when you add it all up, 
I must have a, a really big mouth. <laughs> you know, I was uh, actually um, um, now. I, now I feel embarrassed because you know that my my fiance and I we've been uh, we've only spoken for four hours, so we have a lot of catching up to do. Hey, uh, Ric- <laughs> Ricardo, get cracking. Talk on Roger once in a while. <laughs> I'm going to tell her something right now. I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked when I, when I saw that. I said, wow, because I'm trying to imagine, uh, you know, if I were to start from the beginning, that would play all day plus another 10 hours. The, the, all the conversation that Randy and I have had, it just, you know, you don't think of those things when you're just talking back and forth and doing other things. But wow, that's it's it's uh, amusing and uh, enlightening. Well, what I like about the app is that you can activate the microphone and then just talk. You don't have to keep it held and worry about how much time that you're talking. You can just let it go. And I see very, very few errors um, in sending a transmission. Sometimes I have sent a message. I think I actually I did that this this uh, morning. I accidentally hit the mic button and said, "Oh, sorry, Ushu, I accidentally yeah, sent that message." That. And I've you know we've done this, but for the most part, we've talked you know all those thirty five hours, and we're going, "Man, how did we do that?" Now, um, I want Jason to tell this story, and I think you will. I hope you can relate to this because this is just really cool. I think your app is the best sounding communications app out there, bar none. I mean, the sound of it is just tremendous. I can't imagine better sound. The only thing I can imagine, technology, as far as I know, hasn't advanced there yet. Well, it has in Team Talk, but I don't know how you would present a, a stereo image. And mm-hmm. and furthermore, I don't know how you would play it back in, in a device. I, I can probably imagine how one would be doing it, but we don't have stereo speakers in an iDevice yet. We do in Android, but I don't think that you guys are going to be talking in stereo anytime soon. But you may we may be in for a few surprises. I don't know. You may want to comment on it. But Jason, tell that TV story to, to the guys here about what mm-hmm. we were talking about. You, were, you can remember, right? Yep. Um, tell, I, tell them that. When, when I was first introduced to Roger... Uh, Randy and I were talking back and forth, and I was already impressed with the quality of audio. The, it was uh, the the highs were there. I mean, I could hear things very clearly and crisply. And then when Randy sent me a particular message, I said, "Oh, you got one of them older TVs, the the CRT type, you know, with the the little uh, I think the flyback transformer is what it's called that produces a really high pitched whining sound." And that was picked up through Randy's iPhone, and I could hear it very clearly on my end. And I and that's I never heard that before because other apps we use didn't don't use the same audio quality or codec or something, and and so it never came through. But you, I said, hey, here it is. You I guys, you guys can actually uh, put this down if you like. I think if I remember right, the frequency is somewhere around sixteen thousand hertz, Jason, isn't it? That high pitch whine that you hear. That sounds about right. And you got to admit, that's tremendous sound quality, you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. I mean, it comes from, uh, the reason why it's like that is, like I said, that there's a lot of value in these, like, background things and all this, this you know, actually, I, I, I just said it that, that way, and I guess another good way to reinstate is that, whereas, whereas a lot of other apps, you know, that they're very transactional, they're like, they focus a lot on, you know, getting your message across and in a quick way. Whereas Roger tries to be a bit more human, in, and you know, we kind of often joke around when in, when we think about about what to add to Roger is that we're trying to build the next best thing to teleportation. 
So what could we do to make you feel like you're in the same room talking to each other, right? Mm. And, and often it's, it's not just about efficiency, right? It's not just about getting the right message across, but it, mm -hmm. there's a lot of this nuance and this context that, that adds so much to communication, right? Yeah, absolutely. Can you give us a little, <clears throat> pardon the term, glimpse? <laughs> <laughs> Now, glimpse is a way that Roger picks up your location. In other words, um, you know, we can see each other's weather, uh, which is so cool that that's working in voiceover now. Uh, mm -hmm. You can, I, I mean, people in California know in my area that it's snowing without me even telling them. Um, what in the world is next? You know, if we can take a glimpse, can you give us a little hint on what may be coming or, or what, what's your hopes for the future of Roger? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, I can even tell you about why, why the weather, for instance, is in there. And, uh, you know, I realized that from, uh, from just observation uh, of, um, actually, uh, from my fiancé. So she's Swedish, and uh, she has a sister living in one city in Sweden, another one, uh, uh, her mother lives in, uh, in Stockholm. And I realized that if you, if you open the weather app on her phone, she would have all these locations from the people in, in her life. Uh, and I started asking that to to uh, to a lot of people I, I, when I met them. Hey, uh, if you open your weather app right now, what are the locations there? And uh, and it was interesting that people always had these locations that were special to them somehow. And we thought that could this be an interesting thing that you know that leads to conversation. Um, and so it's and uh, I think it's already validated that that's the case. You know, my mom, for instance, will pick up the the phone and see like, hey, I can see it's cold there or it's raining. Did you bring a jacket today? Um, <laughs> and and you know, and I think that's how we know that that it's working. You know, if it leads to to conversation and and that's because like like I've I've been saying before, often it's not about the message, but the way you build empathy is by talking to each other. You know, even if sometimes there's nothing to to talk about. Um, like I said, like for instance, my mom will call me, or will try to talk to me. You know, just for any reason. You know, just uh, just uh, just trying to catch up uh, catch up with me. Um, and so that's that's the kind of things we're thinking about as well. You know, if if what we're trying to do is Uh, as our sort of uh, you know slogan goes, you know, talk more often. So we're trying to figure out what are the things that would lead you to talk more often. Uh, in, uh, and we've been discussing a lot about about groups. You know, groups seems to be something that when when people get on groups, they they tend to talk a lot, and it tends to be a, a very engaging uh, experience. So we're thinking about that. We're thinking about. Can Roger be a good, uh, uh, you know, can, can we bring, like, the audio from Roger into other places? Like, like I, I, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the Messenger integration we did. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, that's one of the ones we're thinking about, but we're thinking about others as well. So, but at the end of the day, you know, it's always that idea of, like, how do we get people to talk more often and create more opportunities to, for people to, to listen to each other? One of the neatest things that I like to do is I, I thought, well, how am I going to use Bluetooth support? What am I going to use Bluetooth for? And then, um, now, as Ricardo and I have discussed before, I've got a Bose SoundLink 1, and we were trying to figure out uh, how to work more efficiently with Bluetooth, and well, within a, just a couple of days, they got it, and my Bluetooth uh, Bose SoundLink 1 works perfectly. And what I do, and I've told this to Yushu, I think, this morning or yesterday or something, that one of the coolest things that I do is um, we created a group for this show called Main Menu. 
and we have a we have a group of real yakkers and we talk about technology and about you know personal things in our lives and some of the things that happen before we know it there's like an hour and a half that goes by and I'm I'm looking at my counter and it says an hour and a half and I think well now, what am I going to do to listen to all these messages? So what I do is get on my treadmill, pair it with my Bluetooth speaker, and work out and listen to the messages. I think groups are wonderful. I think Bluetooth support's really great. I know Bluetooth is sort of iffy at times, or it can be, but I have not, with the SoundLink, lost one message. Um, Echo is a little bit more problematic, or at least it, it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but uh, mm. boy, groups and everything, I use it all. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Yeah, you know, Bluetooth was was a, a big one, uh, especially you know for people that uh, you know we're in the, we're in New Yorkers, so here it's it's rare for us to actually drive a car. But you know, but a lot of people uh, you know drive drive around and they want to use Bluetooth when they're they're there. So it kind of just you know made sense, right? So and that's definitely like one that I do think it helped in the sense of getting people to you know creating more opportunities to, to you know like I said to use your voice Yushu tell us how did they find you how did how did you get involved with the Roger team and how many of you are there actually how many people are on the Roger team if I could ask Oh um so there are six of us in the team and um each of us are just in our own area of expertise so um Shreyas does iOS um Pedro does Android Blix does the back end and Mouse is the designer who has done up um, like some of our designs such as Glimpses as well, which many of us really like. So how I found the Roger team is basically I'm actually from Singapore. One day I'm still schooling actually, so I'm still a university student in Singapore. And um I've been very interested in startups, so there was this program offered by my school where you get a chance to um, work in a startup overseas. So I just picked New York and just somehow I got an offer from um, Ricardo and the Roger team. Things kind of just went like very quickly from there. So I just you know talk, spoke to Ricardo one day and um, he shared his vision about Roger and um, his purpose of getting people to talk more often, which at that time I felt was very, very meaningful. Um, it was very different from other startups who are, you know, going more towards technology-based, but not exactly making a difference, which um, I thought really made Roger stand up, so I uh, stand out from the rest. So that's how everything got started. And now I'm here trying to fulfill this vision of getting people to talk more often as well. I especially enjoy the glimpses as well and I uh, use the app uh, daily um, uh, a lot for both uh, talking and listening. I, I, I love it. Well, you integrate with, with Twitter now, uh, at least the beta does, Twitter and Facebook, some of these other communities. Uh, do you ever have plans on, oh, it would be kind of hard to do, but I mean, if they weren't in your contact, you know, like maybe people could... Um, uh, place themselves in a situation where they would like to be heard uh, somewhere in the community. Like, oh, I don't know. Let's just pick a name out of random. Let's say, let's say Joe wanted to be heard on the community, but but he wasn't in your contact list. Do you have any plans for just having people uh, being heard without being in the contacts list? Yeah, we've actually been. You know, one interesting thing, um, and I mean, even the fact that, for instance, we're talking right now, it's kind of interesting, right? Because we we didn't know each other before. And that's kind of an, um, 
I guess a privilege that has been reserved for uh, for the people on the team. Uh, you know, basically where people reach out to us and we talk to them. Uh, but you know, the, a few um, a few months ago, actually, I was talking with uh, with a Japanese truck driver that spoke Portuguese, and I found that the experience to be quite interesting. Right. So we've been thinking a lot about how, if that's something you'd like to do, how do you just talk to someone you know that you don't know of yet or you don't have the contact? So. We've been thinking about it. Uh, we do not have something that you know that is ready to be shown, uh, but you know, but you certainly be one of the first to to find out when we do. How, do, how does that sound? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and you got you know. Uh, Jason and I and you guys, we all are in public communications. We we deal with the world, and it's it's exciting. And so mm-hmm. that aspect sounds exciting. Jason and I love to bring information and uh, talk about different apps and about uh, focusing on technology uh, to blind and low vision users. And uh, to be in the cutting edge, it just sounds fabulous. So, yeah, we, we'd love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's also interesting that I found this, you know, often like uh, communities online can be can be sometimes mean, uh, you know, if you look oh, yeah. at comments and stuff yes. like that. Oh yeah, but one thing I found is that is that people when when we use our voices, uh, probably because it's 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 an uh, it's an experience that that has more empathy. Uh, people tend to be nicer, uh, and it's kind of like it's been very rewarding. At least uh, I speak personally to just you know have the opportunities to to speak to people around the world. Um, you know, and that's so that's something that we're definitely thinking about, right? Um, you know, it, it inspires like a good community. I feel. Now you guys are working on voiceover. Are there other um, aspects of the application that you guys are working with? Do you do you get any calls for anybody that has any other disabilities that you're wanting to work with? Yes. Yeah, so you know that uh, when a while ago I had um, someone emailed me, and because they were looking into Roger for a family member that had some uh, some motor disability that had so he. In this case, he could see, but he had some a uh, hard time typing uh, mm-hmm. because he, 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 his hands would shake a bit. Uh, and so, and they told us that well, one of the things they like Roger is because of um, being very simple uh, as it is and having very large buttons. You know, it was easy for for them to communicate. So that's something that we've been we've been keeping as an objective that we keep Roger very. Uh, very simple from the get-go. Very, you know, uh, s- simple actions. But then lately, uh, in on the Android field, of course, we've been we've been focusing a, a lot on on talkback, um, which which would be the equivalent to voiceover. Uh, but I'm sure you know it better than I do. Um, Don't be but, too but, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, we from my experience from it with it has been that it's somewhat equivalent to voiceover. So the what we've learned on voiceover is somewhat translates. Uh, with with a few exceptions, were, were there people um, on the beta team using Android that that gave you feedback for the accessibility on Android? I just was curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had we had a few, not as many, not nearly as many as on iOS. Uh, that's actually a question I would like to ask you. Do from the uh, the visually impaired community. Do you find that people tend to use more iOS or more Android? And that's Whoa, just... you're not going to lay me on the line for that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would say that generally speaking, which is always a little dangerous, but uh, I would say that there are probably more blind people using iOS simply because uh, 
right out of the gate, at least um, the accessibility came to the iPhone with the iPhone 3GS and it was a whole new world. And I think so many people, including myself, uh, hopped on that bandwagon because we just had to know what it was like to be operating a phone with a touchscreen and and you know aside from having voiceover running being able to use it very similarly to our sighted peers as one might say so it was it was very exciting and i think that has just continued to be the case mm-hmm. one example that i like to give is when i found out in 2009 back then i was doing another podcast dealing with technology and um i hosted a show that had 16,000 listeners when I introduced them to the iPhone 3GS. 16,000 downloads. And for the blind community, it could have been some sighted individuals too there, but mm-hmm. for, for me to uh, put a podcast out with 16,000 people, that's just phenomenal. And so many people in the blind community know of all the guys that I'm talking about because I'm sure they remember it. But the point of the story is that I was so intrigued about a flat screen device that I could touch and to interact with and do things with. <laughs> I was I, I took my phone out of the box. They they wanted to know if I could you know if I wanted it in or out of the box, and I said I wanted it out. I, I was downloading apps. My son actually was driving uh, in the car, and I was downloading apps <laughs> and learning the iPhone as I was driving home. So I mean I, that's how excited we were. Um, as far as the Android platform. Um, I really haven't had that much experience with it. However, I'm glad you guys are working on on the Android app because I have a lot of friends that are on Android or they're on both devices and they'd like to have maybe an iPhone or an Android tablet to deal with. And uh, you guys are definitely filling the bill. I'd like to ask while I'm thinking about it. iOS is so crystal clear and I've noticed that on some of the higher end like some of the S's and some of the some of the other sounds that humans make there's some artifacts in in the way that it's transmitted is there do you have plans to address that or why I mean some audio is great on Android mm-hmm. and some just isn't is there and yeah. this is no complaint this is just I'm just wondering no absolutely so to explain a bit the thing with Android is that because there's so many different manufacturers, you know, you have uh, you have uh, LG, you have uh, Samsung, you have uh, you know, and so many more. Um, when you develop for Android, you you often have to find the the, the common denominator, um, and that's why often in uh, that's that's by the way the reason why in a lot of other apps the audio isn't as good because they try to come up with a format that would work for every single one of them. And that often comes at the cost of, of reducing the quality. Um, and on Android specifically, the way we record audio, uh, if we wanted to, to, for instance, for work on on lower end devices and you know and, and cheaper devices, uh, then that kind of sacrifices the quality even for on higher higher end devices. However, mm-hmm. we we are actually working to address some of that, you know, because you can. You know, you can basically put time into it and say that uh, you know, uh, if if you detect that this phone does does actually support a, a higher quality, then go with that, and if not, still fall back to something that still works. Uh, but you know, but it doesn't come as easily as it does on on iOS, if that makes sense. Perfect. Yep, perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it it is a bit it is a bit unfortunate, but that's just the. 
I think Android has a lot of good things about it, you know, but it, it does come with those trade-offs, you know. Now, what is the sound coming like back from, because I, I just don't experience it, and I suppose I should ask them, but do you have any idea what the sound coming back is like on an Android user? In other words, if an iOS is talking to Android, do they hear the high quality of iOS or yes, is, do they? they? Okay. They do. The problem is on, on the recording side. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it, but like I said, it's something that we can do stuff about. And actually, Pedro, who uh, who's uh, you know the lead on Android today, found a way to to increase the quality uh, on on the higher end devices. You know, mm-hmm. it's just uh, you know. And the good thing about Android is actually that we can release things sooner than we do on iOS because they're you know Google doesn't necessarily approve every app. Right. Um, and uh, and as a consequence, I think already this week you, we might see some uh, some improvements in the in the quality for for most devices. I remember asking um, Ricardo if there was a like an undo button, and he just no, I don't want it. No, you know, I I feel like it would. That's that's one of the great things about Roger is exactly that. I think he humanizes people. You know, you might say the wrong thing every now and then, but it's um, but that's not necessarily something you want to avoid, right? Yeah. Yep. Now I was asked um, uh, by the team which I preferred, the speaker or the earpiece. Now, if something was going to change with that system, um, could there be a and instead of you know raising it to your ear and using with the proximity sensor, and I know you want to try to keep it simple, but. If if something was going to change, because let's face it, sometimes you want to use either one. Is could there be if you decided to change the format? And I I don't I don't see anything changing soon. But if if there were a change, could there be a like a picker item or a button to press to put it through the uh, port, if you will, of your of your choice? Yeah. So we've been thinking about that because so. Uh, someone was actually telling me last week that often uh, when using Roger on voiceover, his hand would uh, would uh, cover the the sensor and and would actually start playing the the um, the audio through the through the ear speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and he told me that it was a bit annoying because you would tap the the home button to get out of it, and then the sound would still come from the from the ear speaker, which is of course very very unfortunate because then voiceover also plays through there. So we haven't. This is a tricky one. Uh, we haven't yet figured out how to go about it. You know, I can tell that we've discussed: should we just always play to play through loudspeaker, um, unless headphones or Bluetooth are connected? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll defer that question back to you. Uh, what is what is your opinion on that? Do you think do you find that most people using voiceover are they interested in in playing audio through the ear speaker, or should we always play through the loudspeaker? Well, I I like having the option of the privacy of being able to just put the phone to my ear and listen to a message. Um, and I also am very careful about where my hand goes when I know that the sensor can be tripped. I, I don't want it to trip, so I'm just careful. But I know that's not always the case, and I have even accidentally tripped it. But what if we just had a... I know like when you use the phone app, sometimes there's a little toggle button that lets you... Uh, choose between speaker and earpiece and uh, ear Bluetooth device or headphones or something. I wonder if that could be arranged so that people wouldn't accidentally trip the sensor. Either that or just 
uh, put an option in the settings that says use proximity sensor on or off or something like that. Yeah, now, you know, go ahead. You know, Jason, one thing I found is that even when we were deciding on the feature overall, uh, you know, uh, voice over aside, mm -hmm. uh, we were thinking about the thing we felt was that this is something that you probably, if you're at home, uh, you probably want to play through through the loudspeaker, or or you, I guess you don't mind, and maybe you you do, but probably when you're on, out on the street, you prefer hearing it privately. Yeah. So we we figured that well, if we put something in settings, um, it when you put something in settings, it means it's something that it's on a user basis. Let's say uh, basic answers: Are you the kind of person that always listens to it privately or publicly? And so you kind of put it in settings for for you know. With, with a sensible default and then the person can change. But we kind of felt that this is actually something that depends on your context right now. So you probably yes. have people that, that do, you know, they do both in different contexts, right? Yep. Yes. And that's exactly why we've been struggling a bit with it because, well, can, how can we get away with it without putting a button, you know, in the main app, you know, that you always have to kind of interact with, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a tricky one, you know, and the, the sensor is, I guess, an elegant solution but it does come with you know with a certain you know set of issues of its own, right? Well, mm -hmm. it not always will, uh, because we deal with this every day, working with a proximity sensor, and I think that's something that just isn't you know it's it can't be interacted with any way that I know of. And so what I do is I keep my hands at the bottom of the phone, yeah, um, just like Jason does. But I I won't kid you. Sometimes I will it'll start playing, and I'll go, "What's that voice in my pocket? Oh, that's Jason." <laughs> and so what, I, what, I'll, what I'll have to do is I'll have to um, go actually go into the app switcher and kill it in the app switcher and then bring the app back up again. I don't have a problem with it except you know if I'm really busy or doing something I'll just kind of go uh, and then I'll I will when I have time I'll I'll listen to it if it's something really important. Guess what? People buzz me. Okay, so, oh, cool. so let's let's talk about buzzing. Do I use it? Yes, I do. And why do I use it? Well, if I want to send somebody something, and I think they should hear it right now. Uh, and sometimes I have to admit, sometimes I annoy Jason with buzzing. When is that? I was going to say, Randy, when is that not the case? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now let's talk about buzzing. What's buzzing? Yeah. So buzz is something that. Uh, so Shreyas on our team. The, uh, so we have the concept of hack days on on our team, and uh, and that means that you know for at least a day of the week, uh, we instead of thinking about what we want to do overall with Roger as a team and strategically, you know, everyone is free to basically work on things they 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 just think they're cool or they would you know they just like to have it. And so Buzz came out of that, and and it came out of actually. The use case you just you just described, which is like you just want to get someone's attention for, um, you know, because they haven't listened to something yet, or because they you know it's kind of urgent, and so he built uh, you know the idea of a buzz. Um, it's interesting that in the end, uh, people are using it the way uh, the way uh, Shreyas had originally intended, which is quite cool. Um, you know, so it's obviously it's great as well that uh, that you that you you're you're using it right. We also know that it's it's a bit hard to find find out, and and that's not entirely uh, you know uh, accidental. So it, it, we did we didn't definitely we, we didn't want Roger to become about buzzing. We felt that buzz should be something that it's accessory to talking, if that makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of like a little poke, maybe if you haven't heard from the person in a while, or 
Yep. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. And they like could it's... feel it in, in their pockets, um, you know, a little vibration. And I must say I commend you guys for working on it with voiceover because I was having the hardest time trying to figure it out. And then the next day, um, there was a fixer the next day after. I can't remember, but oh, there was, was a so fixer. It was so, I mean, it's like, how do you guys do that? You can just leave your finger on the person's name and do a split tap. And I, I remember talking to Ricardo about this. I said, have you ever heard of split tapping? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, no, we haven't. And so I explained split tapping to him. And so then I was talking to Blixt. Now, Blixt is the guy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. that works, um, that has been working with voiceover and is some of the other, uh, obviously, um, portions of the app. But I, I said, uh, Blixt, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I, I think about this and laugh occasionally because um, I said, Blixt, have you ever heard of split tapping? Do you want me to explain it to you? And he goes, no, no, I've heard about it from Ricardo. <laughs> 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 so you guys just pass information back and forth, and pretty soon there's a fix. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, you know, and and that's actually the, you know, it's it's it, it's super rewarding, right? I've been I've been in a, in a very big company, right, uh, uh, Spotify, and and I can tell that they're it's it's central of like of big companies that things take a long time from the moment you do them until people actually can can uh, can appreciate them and you get feedback from. And with Roger, we always try to to keep this, uh, you know, I always think about how can we actually, you know, get things in front of our users faster. That's that's why we even put so much so much effort into having this beta team, which we hope you know keeps growing, um, because it's it's frankly that's that's what helps us build a better product, right? Uh, and so so whenever we can be responsive and, uh, and uh, you know that's that's really the most rewarding part of our of our jobs i think now one of the things that i'd like to also commend you guys on is that if a person does not have the roger app installed there is a way and I, and I thought, I wonder how this is going to work. And, and I'm sure you guys are knowing what I'm talking about. I thought, how is this going to work? This person in my contact list is not on Roger. So I'm able to uh, bring up a contact and actually you know, tap on the mic. And when I, when I send it, it, it says, do you want to communicate through email or, or whatever? The person, mm-hmm. the person at the other end uh, on their smartphone could, just can click on the link and hear my voice or Jason's voice or your voice just coming through their phone. And then then they'll say, oh, this is from Roger. I wonder what's Roger about. Maybe I can maybe I can check that Roger app out. Now, that's a great marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know that came from, uh, uh, as, as I said back in the beginning of our, of our call, um, I'm actually a user of, of WhatsApp, of WeChat, and, and a few others. And um, and so we always said that this would only be useful for myself as a user if I could theoretically reach anyone I really want to, whether or not they're using any particular app. So that was something that we always said was very important to us. Do you guys work with the front end of your apps? Like, in other words, can you plug a different mic into your iDevice and have another microphone working? Or do you have to go strictly by the uh, mic in an Android platform or iOS? No, you can you can definitely uh, connect with um, you can definitely connect with the, with other microphones, um, but you mean physical uh, physical devices, right? Yep, uh, like like what Jason did one time. He was able to connect his Jambox through Bluetooth and actually talk through that mic. 
And that's pretty cool, but could you take like a Shure microphone and plug it into the lightning port and still communicate with Roger? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, um, I, I think someone was was telling me uh, um, some weeks ago uh, that Roger did not record in stereo. Uh, in you know when uh, right. So, so this was a person that was using. Uh, so they had obviously like a professional microphone that would record stereo, and and that Roger didn't did only only you know merge things into one channel. So, mm-hmm. so there, there might be some limitations with that, but, but other than that, it should work with, uh, with any external uh, hardware. Boy, Jason, could you imagine Roger in stereo? Oh, man. oh I know. <laughs> and I'm already thinking how cool it would be to record with, I have that uh, Blue Spark digital uh, light, li- lightning-capable microphone. It'd be, uh, that's the one I'm talking on now. I'd try recording it uh, using that with Roger. That'd be fun. No, I'm sure there <laughs> must be bandwidth limitations, I would imagine. I- I'm not really sure, but... Boy, if you guys could sense on what kind of a microphone plugged in and then have it switch to the like mono or stereo, that would be just outrageously cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want much, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's something for us. Uh, it, see, this is another example of something that we weren't even aware of until we kind of listened to, to the people that were actually asking for it, you know. And so I think, you know, over time we'll, we'll, we'll figure out, right? And this also uncovers a whole set of new use cases, right? You know, I can tell that from the moment we, we've heard that, I, we, our first question was, I remember talking to Blix about this, that, hmm, but I wonder why, why would want that? And then because, you know, because if you think of Roger, you know, you hear it on, on your phone, which it's either a loudspeaker or the ear speaker, They're, neither of them are stereo. So unless you have headphones, you wouldn't experience it as a stereo experience. But this just goes to demonstrate that there's all this set of ways people are using Roger that we could neither foresee and, you know, and we're still learning, you know, and, uh, and there'll be many others, right? So, so this is why it's good to do this as, a, as one big team as opposed to just, you know, six people, you know, in New York trying to figure out what, uh, what, <laughs> what would be cool, right? Yep. yep. Now, I, I imagine that you were kind of surprised at how many voiceover users were starting to give you feedback. Was that, was that a little surprising to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have to, I have to be honest with, with you guys, which is like, it's not something that I thought about much, you know, going into it. And after after the fact, it, it, uh, it, I guess it makes sense to you. And for instance, you were describing to me your experience when you first got a, uh, you know, a, a smartphone, you know, and, uh, and an iPhone, you know, the 3GS. And actually, I, I was wondering, uh, you know, lately I've been working actually how would you use a phone before, uh, you know, a physical phone before, like a Nokia phone or something. And I imagine that actually it's, it's probably a great experience for, for the visually impaired. And uh, it's interesting that me and Blix started, actually, you told me about Screen Curtain, I think, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that before then, we were actually were putting the phone under the table and we started using it. I know you were, and I remember saying, come on, Blix, <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, I have to tell you something. So, do you? I don't know if you ever came across uh, Cord. Uh, no. So, Cord was a was an app that uh, was a voice messaging app that you'd send. You know, fifteen, uh, I think, fourteen or twelve seconds. Uh, oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so they they recently got acquired by Spotify, you know, and so basically through that we got connected and we started talking, and I showed them Screen Curtain. And you should. It, it, it was, I mean, they're great people. Uh, um, but it was funny that I, I told them that, hey, it's been phenomenal because we've been talking to to all these users, and they tell us about how to do these things and look at this. You know, I, I told them about you that you told me about Screen Curtain, 
and they looked at each other, you know, kind of in uh, the blank stare, and they told me that, do you realize that our developers was wearing a bandage, um, you know, basically was wearing a blindfold. Yeah, it's, oh, it's kind of like, kind of like the iPhone under the table. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and and they were like, they were kind of like, oh wow, I wonder why we didn't know about about uh, screen curtain, right? Because mm. they, they were doing that as a way to to understand how to work with voiceover, right? Did you did you tell them about? I mean, did you show them how to use it? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's why they they were. It was actually really funny their reaction, right? Because. But uh, but I think these these things again aren't obvious until you kind of hear it from people, right? And it's interesting mm -hmm. that you know even today in in all sorts of of features and things, you know, where people ask is like, well, I think this is obvious, and um, well, it's obvious once you know about it, right? So. Well, that's exactly my point. Now, my first experience with screen curtain, I was running the uh, the three GS, and I accidentally turned on screen curtain, and I had the phone one day and I really needed to do something quick on my phone and show one of my sighted coworkers. And I said, I need to use my screen. God, what have I done? And you know, the screen was completely blank. So I got on Twitter and I said, Hey guys, I turned screen curtain on. How do I turn it off? And of course, um, they really gave me a good razzing, <laughs> but they finally told me how to turn it off. And remember, this was very, very early days of, of uh, voiceover in iOS. So, you know, just because you're uh, a blind or low vision user doesn't, you don't necessarily know how to use everything at all. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And, uh, that's why, you know, that's, that's the thing, right? That it's been sort of a, a phenomenal thing, you know, when we, when, when we started, Started putting Roger out there, and we definitely got a lot of people from uh, Apple Viz, right, giving us feedback. Yeah. And the reality is that I think Roger, off the you know from the first version, was let's say suitable for voiceover because it was a very simple product, but definitely a very simple app. But it, there was definitely like a lot of things that you know there are a lot of labels missing, a lot of small details that kind of matter. There was a lot of lag in the using the app uh, as well, you know, and that. You know, and that's that's a small fix. Is that over time we we kept making it better and better. But we you know we really wouldn't have done it if if we hadn't uh, you know taken the time to to talk to people and and specifically uh, you, Randy. Of course, we have a lot to thank for that. Well, I I found through my friends on uh, AppleVis now. You know, there's an kind of an old adage that most blind people know each other. That's just not true. However, having said that, um, all the guys on AppleVis are my good friends, mm -hmm. and we we know we've been on each other's podcasts. And only through a a, a, a trick of fate, I was going through their newsletter, and I heard this uh, app called Roger, and I thought I have to get on this because it's it sounds really great. And mm -hmm. that's how I found out about you is through AppleVis. And I, I came, um, you know, I told my friends on AppleVis that I wanted to thank them for their newsletter and what a great newsletter it was because it connected me with you guys. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I have to say is that I've been impressed with, uh, with uh, how, uh, you know, with that community in itself, you know, AppleVis, because um, um, I, I don't know if you know about this, but there's every time you comment on an article, there is a Twitter bot that, that publishes that comment on Twitter. Yep. And so I, I, and one thing I felt was that there was was both a very active community, but also there was very constructive feedback. Uh, you know, like I said, often in communities online, uh, there's there's a lot of like complaining about things, and not not a, it's not very often that you find 
you know, you find a community that is actually very constructive in trying to help you get better. Mm-hmm. And for that, you know, for us, it was, you know, incredibly refreshing, right? And, and that's why we, we definitely, you know, took all the, the feedback we could get. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. I commend you guys for the app. Uh, Ushu, it was great talking with you. Very happy to actually interact with you in real time. It almost is real time to Roger. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I can't uh, commend your app uh, any more than I have already. I thank you for taking the time to spend with us. It's been a pleasure. And I, uh, <laughs> I cannot say enough great uh, things about this app. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, so thank you so much for having us as well. We appreciate you having us on your podcast. So as usual, we really appreciate all the feedback that's been coming from um, the like the community over there, like on Apple Viz and our blind or visually impaired users. They're always there help, um, giving us feedback to improve the app in terms of accessibility. So if any of you guys out there have any more feedback for us, you can always reach out to us um, through email or Roger itself. So um our website is www.rogertalk.com and if you want to email us, you can do so at hello at rogertalk.com and we're always looking for the feedback and yeah, so we can continue keep in touch, keeping now, in touch, yeah. What about Twitter? Oh yeah, so you can find us at hello roger, so it's small h for hello and a capital H for the R. Hello, Roger. Great. Ricardo, thank you. It was uh, really a lot of fun, and uh, this has been just great. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Randy and Jason. Thank you. And say hi to Blixt. (laughs) Too bad he couldn't have joined us. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to find us on Roger, you can look for us in the app. My name is Jcast, J-C-A-S-T. Janine is found at JanineMS. J-E-N-I-N-E-M-S and Randy at the big R T-H-E-B-I-G-R On your device, you can also go to your browser and open the address rogertalk.com forward slash followed by the name you wish to add. In other news, we have learned that Apple is now providing some accessories relating to accessibility. Among switches and other devices, you can now find refreshable braille displays from Humanware. If you open the Apple Store app, go to Shop, then Accessories, then Accessibility, you will see all accessibility-related devices there. You can also search on the Apple.com site under Accessories using the term Accessibility. Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen to it by going to acbradio.org mainstream, using the ACB Link iOS app, or by picking up a phone and dialing 605-475-8130. Main Menu is also available as a podcast. You can subscribe using your favorite pod-catching client or go to mainmenu.acbradio.org for the direct link. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us, mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also find us on Twitter at mainmenu. We thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm